In today's episode, we're speaking to Sabine Sheikh. Sabine is an accountant turned skin enthusiast. And she has a passion for, for skincare and has actually gone on to launch her own brand, Sabskin. Let's find out how she worked on her mindset to change her life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. Oh my God, I'm so excited. As you heard from the intro, we have the gorgeous, the beautiful, the vivacious, the amazing, and the super, super smart, Sabine Sheikh. Welcome, Sabine. <laughs> Thank you, Gul. So good to be here. I'm so excited to be speaking to you. So Sabine and I have known each other for quite some time via Facebook and um, and I've seen her journey too and she has just blown me away with her progress and I'm so proud of her. She is now the founder of Sabskin and I, I'm so excited to be speaking about her journey because I've seen her journey. I've seen where she's gone from and how she's grown to where she is now. So Sabine, for everyone, obviously they heard your intro, they know how amazing you are, but in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Basically, I have just founded my own skincare line, but skincare has been a passion with me for some time. And uh, I have been dealing with trying to fix all of the notions that we have about skincare, like uh, whatever information is out in the market and sifting through it and deciding what is scientifically proven. A lot of myths of uh, skincare that I would like to bust and I work on that as well. So I started with a blog. I still am a blog. Many people fondly call me skincare guru. I accept this, not very humbly, but yes. (laughs) But I feel like I have a real passion for skincare, for helping people fix their skin problems uh, without being extremely invasive about it. Mm. And to try to go about things the right way. Like I honestly believe that 90% of us do not even know how to wash our face properly. And it is such a basic thing, but we are not taught how to wash our faces properly. And everything else is just like, we we know to buy five bottles of serums and apply them. But just the basic foundation is always wrong. And our ideas around what skincare should look like are driven so much by Instagram and by Facebook, whereas reality is slightly different. It's slightly more scientific and Mm. you can have really good skin by doing much less than what you believe you need to do. Oh, wow. So I think definitely something I need some help with that. I think I'm blessed (laughs) with good skin anyway, but I could definitely do with some advice when it comes to skincare for sure. For sure. Okay. So. Um, we will take advice on different things on my talkies because obviously we are going to have you back for that. But let's talk yeah. about your journey today, Sabine. You know, I've, I, I've seen your journey, but I want you to describe for people listening today or, or watching on YouTube, where did you start? And I know you were at the Bay one point and how did you end up from, you know, where you were to the Bay to now in Canada? Canada. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so talk us through. And now obviously you're launching a brand in America, right. Canada, um, the Bay, and uh, other parts of the world simultaneously, in Pakistan, yes. Pakistan yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. So, so do share with us, how did it all start for you? So uh, it all started uh, by me one day 
deciding to question my life decisions. <laughs> As we all get an epiphany one day or we come across something one day and we realize that life is short and we need to do something that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So by education, by training, I'm an accountant and I'm really good at what I do. And uh, I got a really nice job in Canada and I jumped at the opportunity to move from Dubai to Canada. And all the time when I was in Dubai, I was working on my skincare journey, like trying to educate people in skincare was my passion. Mm-hmm. Um People trusted my advice. They still do with it very kindly, very supportively. They're, they're always there for me. And uh, what I found out was, as I went through life, surprisingly, is that accounting is not my passion. <laughs> and my real passion lies in helping people fix their skin. The amount of confidence that they get, the way their lives change when they mm-hmm. look at themselves differently, when the ease that comes from it, it was just so productive. It was so uh, heartening to see people gain their confidence back to work through their face issues, their body issues, and to come out victorious on top of it. Mm. It was very rewarding. And yeah. I love research. I love going into details and finding out how things work, how they don't. So I started conducting skincare classes. I started conducting skincare sessions. And then I started working on formulations for myself and my clients. And slowly I started coming up with formulas, which I was surprised were not in the market. Mm-hmm. I would come up with a combination that would give great results, but I would have to ask my client, okay, use this serum first and this serum, then this serum. Right. First do this, then do this. Do not have these ingredients. And I found that even the best of companies were not able to give me what I believe was good skincare. And if I found something which was good skincare, that bottle cost $500. Right. Okay. So way out pricing for most individuals, really. Yes. Mm. And then, then like right now, skincare was in two extremes. Like there is an ultra cheap formula, cheap and chic, and there is the very expensive formula. Yeah. So mid range has things which I do not think really are working. According mm. to my, in my opinion, the way I would like like them to, and I think that the cheap one one ingredient solutions that are out in the market by certain companies, that is very time consuming. It's heavy on the planet, and it looks cheap, but it's heavy on your pocket because you're buying multiple serums. Half of them expire on your cabinet. Like mm. uh, I used to have multiple ordinary serums on my cabinet that would expire. Like my drawers were full of. Mm-hmm. inkies lace and the ordinary because they were so cheap it was so tempting to pick up five thinking something would you know fix your skin but that's not how skincare works mm-hmm. and you usually need them to synchronize in a certain way where they give each other strength and power so moving to canada i still continued my my you know skincare work and my passion but in between, I became very sick. I contracted uh, a sickness for which I was out of full social media, out of my life for a year. I oh, my goodness. Depressed. Yeah, I got tinnitus and the sound kind of took me into depression. But as I was coming out of it and recovering, what I realized, and I lost a bit of hearing in my right ear as well. What I realized when all of this happened is that I don't want to do something I'm not passionate about anymore. I want to really work and help people in the way I think I should. Mm -hmm. And I started developing confidence. I knew nothing about how to develop a brand, how to develop a business. All I had was a passion Mm -hmm. that I want to help as many people as I can fix their skin in the easiest way possible Mm -hmm. and to give them positive body image to serve them 
and to be in a place where if I was a younger self and looking for those things, that awareness would be available to a younger version of me that mm. I didn't have. And the kind of education that should go with the skincare quality to give that to the customers as well. Mm. So that's quite a strong point to come from. So to, to it, it gives you a very big why, why you want to do it. I, okay, I wasn't aware of the fact that you were sick. I, didn't, I know that we, I didn't see you on social media, but my own business took off. And with COVID happening, it was just, <laughs> I think you lose track yeah. of, you do lose track of people. And I don't, I, I just thought it was just Facebook's algorithm that, that I didn't see your posts and, and I didn't see your, your group because I'm in your group as well. And I thought that maybe that's the reason why. But now that you told me, it makes more sense. So how long have you been developing this brand and working on this brand that you're launching? So I've been working on the formulas for right about four and a half years, five years now. Uh, I've been working some of these combinations now for six, seven years, but like actively working. But I just never was able to find enough confidence to, you know, to build my brand. And I was very cautious about it because everything had to be uh, certified. It had to be GMP compliant. I did not want to launch a home brand. So, um, and uh, to launch a proper brand to develop your formulas, it's a huge investment. Yes. Every formula costs money. Then it has stability testing, shelf testing. Uh, There is a lot that goes into skincare. It's a lot more than meets the eye. Mm. And I did not want to compromise on the quality of the ingredients. That has been an issue as well. I do not compromise on the packaging. Mm. The packaging has to be FDA approved as well. So all of that, took a long, long time in the making. I was, I kept being asked in the last two years, when will you launch your skincare line? And I was like, I'm working on it, but I can't launch until I'm satisfied with the formula It has gone through testing because it's people's skin and faces that we're talking about. Of course. And it's, it, I love the the tenacity. I love the, the determination to do things correctly, not cut corners. I think we have this idea that being Asian, we like to just do it, you know, cheap and cheerful and cut corners where <laughs> I, I'm not like that. And I like to see another, <laughs> another Asian person who's like, no, I'm not going to go with the norm. I'm going to go and do things correctly. And I, yeah. I ha- have self-respect to you for that because I think <laughs> you're right. If you're doing something, you need to do it correctly. And, but, and you need to do, you know, and you need to be confident in your, in your, in your brand because you're, that's people's skin, which is their life. It is. It is. And most people, if they, if they react to it, it, it can make, it can give you confidence. Yeah. We've talked about off camera, good skin can give you confidence and can actually take the confidence away. I know, I mean, I'm blessed with really, really good skin, but every now and again, if I get pimple or something, or as I'm aging, I'm, you know, I've got, again, blessed with good skin, so I have heart, don't have any wrinkles, yet I can see that. It's not when I was when I was twenty, so the the confidence in my skin is going compared to well before. Now, if someone has acne or other problems with the skin, it takes the confidence completely out, right? Yeah, it does. It does. And then this is where you come in to to help. I, rem- I remember. Yeah. I remember looking at your, um, you know, your uh, your page as well at some point when I was doing my research for this podcast. You offer a skincare consultations. Do you still do that? I do. I still do that, but I've lessened the uh, frequency because I'm launching a brand right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not able to focus. And uh, one consult usually takes 60 minutes. So right now, uh, like while launching a brand, uh, I, I have reduced them by much less than what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. So I still do them, but sporadically, not regularly like I was offering earlier. 
Beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense because you've got your health issues. How long ago did you come out your health issues and how did you overcome them? That's something else as well, because I think when you talk about that and instead of hiding you know, depression or mental health, I think we need to highlight the fact that you yeah. have overcome, you have over, uh, overcome those issues and you're now launching your brand. So that's something to yes. celebrate. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about that part of your life, which was not so happy. How did you how did he come out of that? What kind of support did you give, you know, did he get or receive or, or how did you come out of that, that dark face? Cause everyone, um, you know, not may, may not understand how, how awful that such a face can be in your life, especially if you're, if you're a smart, independent and, um, you know, a go-getter as a person, when you are in that state, yeah. you feel like you're crumbling. So do tell me. It is, it was like my life ended overnight. I, when tinnitus started, like uh, I was working in Canada and doing my blog as well and looking at the house because, you know, like in Western countries, you do not have the luxury to sit down or rest. You have to do everything by your hands. So my work day used to start at 6 a.m. and I used to go on till 10, 10 30 at night because, you know, after my office was done, I would bring my kids, I would look at my house and I would look at my blog work on my formulas, work on my project, and then I would go to sleep. And that was a long day. And going from that to being able to do nothing. Hmm. I had vertigo. I couldn't move. I had depression. I couldn't get rid of the sound. I was very disturbed by the loss of hearing. I The, the hearing aids were scratching my ears. It was just small things, but they just got to me. And I did go through depression. And uh, I do not find any stigma in it. Uh, in admitting that I took regular therapy for it. Mm. And I think there is no stigma there. That's actually, if anything, you should be congratulated for having the, having the sensibility to go and seek help. There's there's not this, I don't see it. I see it as, you know, congratulations that you had enough courage and the, and the, and the, and the sensibility to go and ask for help. So I went for regular therapy and that worked a lot. And you know what, like, that was a turning point in my life because as I worked through my issues relating to depression, I also started started working through my own issues. And I started discovering that I have been, you know, not giving time to things that I'm passionate about. And I have been focusing on things which I thought were more important. Like we are given a rule book that we are supposed to do certain things in life. And we sacrifice our own egos, our own selves and our free will to buy into that idea of a picket fence, to buy into the idea of having a certain number of kids. For people, one kid is too less, four kids are too much, two to three kids are just right, like Goldilocks. Like who set <laughs> these standards? Who says that, you know, you have to first do this, then you have to do this, then you have to, like, I, I had bought into that idea of how things should be. Instead of stopping for a second and realizing that we all have a destiny to fulfill. So, I was once reading some excerpts from uh, the Indian holy book, Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. Uh, I was just, just curious to see because I'd heard a lot of wisdom. I've read, I read the book. It's a, it's a phenomenal it's book. Phenomenal. And by the way, there's some of the teachings, some of the messages is actually, is, is, you know, very similar to what your, some of the ayats you read in the Quran, the, the, especially yeah. the, some of the phraseology. It's, you know, it's very, it's, <laughs> that's why I think all, all the, all the, all the old holy books have the same message and it's just said in a different way, but carry on. So what I was uh, trying to say was that uh, in that Bhagavad Gita, there is um, a saying 
that it's better to do your dharma imperfectly than do someone else's dharma perfectly oh beautiful so, yeah i remember that line beautiful you remember that yeah line. i remember that so, line. and i that- read that line and it just impacted me because what i realized was that that's not where my dharma lies mm-hmm. and even though i can do it perfectly like people used to look at my life and say wow mm-hmm. you have everything mm-hmm. that was not my dharma yeah it's not your life and i really wanted to do i really wanted to help people like when i was a kid i was very dark and uh i went through bullying because of my skin color mm. and when i and i wanted to i was told i am ugly so many times that it kind of because of your skin color skin color yeah and i my looks were like every every kid looks different and yeah. and so i was told this so many times that i decided i need to become beautiful and and in pakistan where i was living the only way you look good is by looking fair and i started using fairness creams hmm. and that i used them for 2 years when i was a teenager and that had devastating effects on my skin because yeah, of course. they have mercury they have other stuff and even when i was not as dark anymore like because it was just i was tan because i used to play outside and that eventually changed with my lifestyle the notion of being ugly stuck with me it stuck mm. with me for the longest of times mm. and when i struggled myself with my image and i went through all of the skincare journey i realized how many of us go through this journey and sometimes yeah. the only thing we can think of to make ourselves look better and to stop people talking is to use a fairness cream yeah it's still the best seller in many of the countries that were inhabited by many countries many. every british colony every british colony still has the same issue of fairness looking fair looking two three shades lighter than your skin tone and that is a driving force behind my brand yeah to never launch anything that will bleach your skin because it has causes capillary embolism never launch anything which will have any harmful whitening ingredients like hydroquinone like mercury anything that is bad for your skin mm-hmm. and to help people embrace their true skin to help them love their skin color and to understand beauty comes not just in many sizes but in many colors as well oh i think that's perfect is it i've got to, i'm going to uh, stop here for a second i say not just british colonies even we've taken on the culture brought it here so i'm i'm very very fair okay i've never had this issue with with dark skin if anything i i, I was my home name by the way typical for that example because i was fair my brother wasn't my home name is jinda right because i was very fair now my come to my next generation both my children have taken their skin color from their pet from their fathers so my daughter who is stunning like she is gorgeous by all standards right in every way she's tall slim you name it everything yet she has this notion that she's two three shades darker than me and she keeps telling me this and I'm and I have to drum it into her head from a young age because I remember when people saying oh she's you know she's Jenda's daughter but she hasn't got Jenda's complexion that rubbish so i've had to drum into her head and it still is not there somehow she still questions her skin color is darker than mine how or i you know she makes these odd comments which makes me think why are you commenting like that she goes oh you can be passed off for for uh, or, you know an english person because you're so fair why should that even come up in a conversation if not why is she noticing my skin color even though i'm not joking she is dropped at gorgeous by even her friends tell her that but and wherever we go people are saying oh how stunning she is yet in her mind it's the skin color and she compares it to me and she compares it to her brother her brother's obviously the same color as her 
but it's still like you know am I lighter than my brother am I young and she's only 14 and yeah and I and this is what infuriates me like a girl who was gorgeous by all standards yet she has this notion in her head that she's not the same color as a mother and therefore she is not as pretty as a mother I can't tell you how angry that makes me because but where this does society is what, come to her this is where sap skin comes in to create a world where nobody comments on somebody's skin color but just the sheer glow the health of the skin mm. there should be no i dream of a world where girls are not asked about their skin color where their skin tones are not compared where there is not a shade card to find the actual ideal bahu mm. there is exactly, not a yeah fair, medium, tan, and dark complexion. You know, the shade cards that you use for teeth whitening, something mm-hmm. like that. People use that for bahu whitening or daughter whitening. Yeah. I dream of a world where this stops, where skincare is not about whitening anymore. It is only about healthy skin, building up your skin barrier, giving our kids the right confidence. That just needs to happen. And that is going to be my brand strategy throughout. Like, this is what I wanted to launch with, but my team told me you cannot launch with this concept. But it is my promise to every young person and to everyone that my brand will never launch anything whitening, anything that promises to, you know, uh, use bleaching ingredients. Mm. And I completely discourage against this. This will be in all our education agendas for all our specialists to make sure I just don't understand women who are scared of damaging their hair with highlights because they say that bleach will high, will damage their hair, but they have no problems bleaching their faces twice a month. What joke is that? Hair is already dead. What can you damage more, your hair or your facial skin? Yeah. How do people go for whitening facials? So you have scrubbed your skin brought down the skin barrier, and then you apply hydrogen peroxide on your skin, which causes capillary embolism. I cannot think of a worse fate for your skin. Yeah, but this, I think, what we have to do over maybe over a generation, maybe our generation has to help the next generation overcome this and yeah. overcome this idea of what is beauty. I mean, I mean, coming to the point, my daughter has the best skin. She's She has the most perfect skin. And she gets compliments for that because she, she doesn't have acne anything compared to her other friends. And it's yeah. funny how one... But she her, wants your skin color. But she still wants my skin color. Even though yeah. one of her friends has my skin color, but she has she suffers from such severe skin acne and skin... Because she's a teenager, of course, they would be at this age, right? So first of but, all, there is no harm. Like there is no shame in having acne, not having acne, yeah. clear skin. There is no problem with anything. But kids need to realize that in 2021, skin tone is not an issue. I, this is exactly my point. I, what I was trying to highlight to her was, you have the perfect skin, you have everything perfect, yet your issue is that you are not a couple of shades lighter. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. that makes you not as attractive, which I, for the life of me, can't work it out. Whereas some of the most beautiful women in the world have really dark skin. I mean, have you, have you seen some of the dark models? They're gorgeous. What is the relationship between skin color and beauty? Agreed. Agreed. I, I could why do we even more. like why is this even a question? Like there is why is this and even a I have to seen talk about? fair yeah. women beautiful. I've seen dark like there is no connection. 
there's there no correlation there is a, i think we've been socially programmed to associate light skin color with beauty and i think this yes. has been all going on for years and years and years and we are still suffering from that you know from those uh, you know those those you know those that sort of programming but somewhere along the lines we've passed even though we're like i mean my i was born in uk my daughter's born in the uk she's never been to pakistan yet somehow this concept has seeped into her mind because people talk because why people can't help themselves they come up and say say all oh, your daughter is not as light as you don't worry you know apply this i don't understand why everybody's a skin doctor you have this issue <laughs> use this my mom used this my cousin used this go ahead you use this like i was once sitting with a girl in in a group of girls and one girl asked me she said you know what i'm having acne what should i do and before i would say anything the girl next to me chimed and said don't worry about it just apply some mouthwash on it and i was looking at her and thinking excuse me do you know the ph of mouthwash and the ph of your facial skin like 5.5 what are you doing to your skin's barrier when you apply mouthwash on your face i am sick of the diys where you put mouthwash on your face mouthwash on your feet uh where <laughs> you apply you know different powders on your face what's wrong with just using a skincare product why do you insist on using kitchen products on your face why yeah what's the point yeah i i i completely agree with that i completely agree with that well on that note we're going to uh, we're going to wrap it up thank you so much for sharing your passion and we can see how passionate you are about skincare and i you know i and that explains why you have gone down, down the path you have thank you so much for sharing your life experiences up until now and thank you being so open and candid about your mental health and and the issue that you had with depression you know with your because of that illness of yours obviously we're going to have you back sabine you have to come back and talk to us and tell us more oh, yes. so we're going to have you back on money talkies and we'll be discuss something amazing so thank you so much sabine so sabine tell us how can we connect with you where can we find you on the net so um i have my website of course where you can find all my skincare and my blog and you can reach me out on www.sabskin.com s a w s k i n.com i'm also on instagram with uh, the handle sabskin on instagram and with my own blog, personal blog handle as well sabine sheikh s a b b e n s h e i k h wonderful and for those listening on the podcast all the links that sabine has just mentioned will be in the show notes and for those watching the this youtube time below in the description we'll have all the links for sabine so please do go check it out i i've been following sabine for quite a few years now just out of curiosity cuz she's so wonderful with skincare and Thank i'm you. so 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 proud of the fact that she's not i've been down. following bull i'm a huge fan <laughs> Oh, so we, it's, it's a mutual founding I'm a big fan of Sabine she's a big fan of me <laughs> we love each other but anyway we were going to have you back Sabine on our money talkies until then thank you so much for being a guest today for those listening um, and watching us thank you so much I will be back on another Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing their life journey and telling us how they changed their life by changing their mindset until the next time we meet this is Gold Khan signing off take care and bye for now If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies then please visit my website www.golkhan.com and if you want to take part in our 5 day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop 
And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.